everybody and um, welcome to today's Text Intel podcast. Um, we're very excited to have with us today Annette Taylor-Anderson from 88 Designs. Um, and we're going to be having a chat about design, creativity, products for interiors and where she's up to right now on her interesting journey and building her business. Um, so over to you Annette. First question, um, when, 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 when did you start your business? Um, yeah, I, I started the business in around 2006-07 um, and the reason why I say 2006-07 is because at the beginning um, it was all about setting up and then um, I really started, um, I suppose, trading, doing trade shows uh, around 2007. Um, yeah, and my first trade show was at the Business Design Centre at one year on. Um, yeah. Wow. That's quite that's quite early in a digital journey as well. Were you printing digitally then? I, it was really weird because I I'm an artist as well, so I was kind of like trying to bring my art background into um, the work that I did at uni, which was um, when I fell in love with wallpapers. Um, so yeah, I, I suppose yeah, I was doing digital then, um, printing onto fabrics and stretching it onto onto a frame to make um, art, you know, um, pieces for the wall. Um, I didn't really go much into wallpapers then. It was more all about the fabrics onto the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that kind of came a bit later with latex technology for the last ten years, I suppose. Really. Yeah. But um, but I guess then it must have been really difficult for you to even just find the digital the digital fabrics that you needed. Ah, oh, it was really it was really hard, and 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 actually finding um, a supplier as well. Um, I. At that show, um, I made friends with quite a few people. Um, one of them was Joanna Basford, who's quite well known now, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, another colleague of mine who, I, who I'm friends with now called Ellie Pop. Um, mm -hmm. We became very good friends and um, she told me about supplies that she used. And it was kind of word of mouth, as well as Googling, looking on the internet, um, so I started working with a, a, a UK company here, printing, and then it wasn't working out for me. And then I found out um, that they were actually using um, uh, printers in Germany, um, which uh -huh. was also, uh, Katia also, also used that too. Um, so that was quite interesting. So I flew out to Germany with my friend and um, I started printing with them. Um, but then... I had problems with colours and that kind of thing. So I thought, well, you know, to manage it, I need to be, it needs to be in the UK. So I sourced again and found two very good companies that I work with now in the UK. So, yeah, so the, the relationship's so important, isn't it? And I think you, you're great in that you always go to the factories and you form a, a close bond with the people that you're working with. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they know how I work. I know how they work. And it works perfectly right now. So I'm really happy with that. Oh, that's really good. So what made you, what, how did you start your creative journey? Just going back slowly. Um, well, like I said, I used to, I, well, I, I say I used to, but I still am an artist. So it all started from then, really. And, you know, I was painting, um, selling paint, doing exhibitions, selling artwork. Um, and then I, I was always being creative, doing cards for people. Um, and then I did a foundation course 
um, on art and it, it, I was creating on all different types of surfaces and it wasn't yeah. until at the end afterwards that the moderator had said to me have I thought about um, doing something at university um, textile design I thought well no not really because I was really doing this for fun um, and she said I really think that you should go and have a look at the um, University of East London so I did with my work um, yeah. And um, they accepted me straight straight away. And it was then that I, I learnt about wallpapers and fell in love with it. But I set up um, ATA Designs as soon as I finished. Oh, that's a great thing, isn't it? It's that digital facilitates really it allows everybody to be much more entrepreneurial Definitely. and do, do, do things yourself. Mm, mm. Yeah. And, you know, you, you have to have great talent, you have to have great drive, and you've also got to be good at business to yeah. make that a success, successful journey. And it's not easy. No. So, um, I mean, no, as, it's not. I was going to say, as an artist, um, <laughs> a lot of us artists aren't aren't very good business <laughs> people. Yeah. But you learn it along the way, which is kind of yeah. You know. Yeah, I think you're right. Actually, you learn from your mistakes, don't you? Yeah. And I think also um, the the growth of online apps and all of those things, all of the new programs that are available, does make organisation of a small business much easier and less time consuming because. That's the that's the difficult bit, isn't it? You, if you're not careful, the balance can tip to the other side, where you're spending so much time in admin and not doing what you love. Yeah, that that is very true, and uh, I have to um, check myself all the time. Um, and I'm at that stage now where I'm doing, you know, I mean, you could go one way or the other. You could do, do too much admin, or you could be could do too much creating um, and not really trying to find business. So yeah. you really have to make that balance. Um, which I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, and it's it is a balance. You're quite right. Mm. It's um, it, it's a you need to fine tuning, and as you say, every now and again, bring yourself back into check and yeah. look at look at where everything is and your projections, looking back and forwards. And I think the other thing that I was guilty of years ago as well was not keeping close contact with people that you've worked with in the past. Yeah, um, from projects and stuff like that. You know, because interiors by their nature degrade and people have to refurb every now and again so it's really important to keep backtracking and move, to move forward isn't it mm, and definitely definitely do that and also um because when you do that you can show them new work um because once you've done a job with them um they're always looking at different designs by different people all the time so you you might get pushed down the line and then you know they they forget about you so you always have to bring yourself forward all the time in front of their eye whether it's through social media keeping them on your um your listing and you know updating them without bombarding them with information about what's new coming up you know um yeah no, you're right there's, there's a balance there as well isn't it you don't yeah. want to be a double a double what's the, they used to have those um, double glazing sales guys yeah <laughs> that kind of that kind of you know aggressive mm. advertising and marketing i think mm. as you say your instagram feeds are great and your linkedin oh, feeds you. good too and it is it's about inspiring and engaging isn't it yeah definitely that i mean um i i don't have thousands of followers um but i did start instagram quite late so i'm really getting into the groove of it and i love it yeah. it's it's so visual um and the best part of it for me is i used to hate doing videos but now i love doing videos and i do a lot of selfies as well so i know we were talking about that the other day weren't we i'm not i'm not great at those yeah. <laughs> so i'm always like do i really look like that <laughs> but it's really fun and um it's funny because I've um, a couple of people have come up to me and said that they've taken my lead on stuff. So, <laughs> I must oh, be doing something right. 
Yeah, you're, you're trailblazing. That's great. Yeah. That's really good. I think that it's interesting that working with fellow creatives, myself, that um, creatives are naturally much more collaborative, aren't they? Yeah, definitely that. Um, I've done um, quite a, quite a lot of collaborative work um, with people. I don't do it with everyone. I just choose. Yeah. Um, which I think is important because you could end up doing collaborative work all the time and um, not really getting your own stuff out. So, um, yeah, I do enjoy it, though. It's 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 really it's quite good, you know, to work together and see what you can get from from you know, collaborating. You can come up yeah. with some great things. So Yeah, absolutely. And, and inspiration and mentoring as well. I was just reading from um, the article that we did mm. a good few good few months ago now that um, as creatives ourselves, we have to look back to move forward. So I think you mentioned William Morris. Yeah. Absolute icon. icon and still, yeah, if it's, it's incredible that his designs are still the best, best selling. Yeah, aren't they? yeah, definitely. Um, I yeah. love his style and the colours. You know, they, I mean, I've got, I've got a lot of um, icons that I really like, but, um, you know, when you have to pin it down, then, yeah, definitely... Um, William Morris and Fornasetti, oh, love their love yeah. work. Um, and then and Tim, Timorous yeah, Beasties, Timor yeah. Yeah, Timorous Beasties, yeah. And Timorous Beasties, again, are a brilliant creative example because they're using all the, the innovations that the the manufacturing community have to offer, mm. um, but tailor-making them to being more bespoke. Yeah, yeah, definitely that. And um, I love the way they bring the old into the new, so... Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're very, very, very good um, designers. <laughs> they are. They're great guys. They're really cool as well. Yeah. yeah. I love. I love watching their um, their screen printing videos. I find them, you know, really therapeutic. <laughs> <It's just laughs> something, something about watching screen printing on those long tables that really shows you the the mastery and the art of it and how much we take for granted in a digital world. Because mm, I I remember doing that at university and. Um, even doing it then, it was brilliant. I wish I could do it now, um, but for me, it's too much mess. So yeah. I like the digital but, world. Um, I mean, it's great, I, you know, because to me, it's natural. Um, but the digital world for me allows me to 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 expand on my designs in terms of colorway and size, and um, you know, not that I couldn't do it screen printing, but if I was to do it size wise painting hand painting that will be my dream yeah there is actually um I'll, I'll text it to you later there's a workshop in london that actually allows people access to all of that screen printing tech um on an hourly basis so it would it might be interesting for you in the in the future to to use multimedia so you are digitally printing but then you you apply a screen over the top yeah Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll sh I'll share it with you because I know Timorous Timorous do that. They mix different technologies together mm. for the final mm. the final piece and mm. just exploring that creativity, isn't it? Really. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's it's good actually because then you can um, always stay stay step one step ah what's the word take one step ahead. <laughs> yeah. In in, in um, the work that you do as well. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of it, producing products that are commercially viable. Yeah. Yeah, definitely that. Which is so important. It's okay being experimental, but you can't do that. And then, as you say, pop it into a hotel and expect it to have high abrasion. So yeah, you, um, yeah. yeah, you have to be mindful of that. Um, next question. 
What was the best advice you've ever been given? Um, going back again, I, I suppose being true to myself as well, and um, yeah. just do what you do. <laughs> um, if you know what what you enjoy doing, um, and and obviously mine was art, so and pursuing it. Yeah, follow your dreams. That's it. That's what I was trying to find in my head. <laughs> Those are your exact words yeah. from your blog. Definitely follow your dreams, follow your dreams yeah. because um, even though the road might be tough at times, if you continue, then I think you will you will definitely hit the mark of where you want to be. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And it's, keep evolving through that journey too. Definitely. Yeah. And it's always good to learn by your mistakes anyway. And sometimes mistakes, okay, they're mistakes, but you can get over that and move move on yeah yeah, yeah. do something good with the pain mm. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely um next question um of all your achievements now you, you've got since we did our blog you have more achievements so um which ones are you most proud of uh that again is a hard question um but recently i mean i've got lots of irons in the fire at the moment and um I think two of them are coming off. Um, oh gosh, it's a hard one now because I know I mentioned quite a few in the blog. Um, I'll tell you well, what, you... working with the Marriott, that was a good one because um, it was my one of my. I've done hotels before, but this was my um, first sort of major one and um, getting it right and actually working with the um, interior designers I had to um, recolor the designs that I had to match what they were looking for um, with their branding um, it wasn't hard but it was it it was an experience and actually seeing the um, because there was a lot of wallpaper um, being used on five floors basically and it was in wow, the corridor great project. yeah so that for me was quite a good achievement um i really enjoyed it as well um but it was nice to see uh to see the work carried through to the end um yeah it's good it's a good experience as well because working with a plc like that um yeah. the the paper trail's bigger um the specific specifications are deeper mm -hmm. um so as you say it's a, it's a good learning curve too yeah and, and with that one as well actually i had to um obviously make sure that the paper was right as well um and and you have to make sure that you've got all the you know it's it's hotel specified um all the fire regulations and all of that kind of thing um and working closely with the printers on it as well to make sure that what what, what they're printing is correct um and to and to fire eggs as well which again is um is a, is a bit of paperwork yeah it's not that difficult not that difficult when you've done your research on it but you have to meet those standards exactly. otherwise you know there are legal complications aren't there? yeah yeah so i, I think out of every all of it <laughs> that that was my most achievement i think oh you must be proud you won the designer towel design and architecture oh, in yeah. 2011. yes yes That's that as well um that was good. Um, that was a collaboration between myself and um, Adrian Chin, who's another interior designer, well known. Yeah. Yes, yeah, she is. Yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, that that was really good. We entered it and we won it. So it's like, wow, <laughs> my first award <laughs> at that time. And then um, um, 
I um, entered the Northern Design Award again with a different interior designer, um, Elisa Interiors, and um, we became runner-up. Even though we didn't win, I was still quite proud of that. It was really yeah. I think the um, oh no no the the opening date for the next year will will pretty much started I think around about now for um, the the Northern Design Awards. But they're they're actually quite good in that they um, they also have different categories that you don't have to be in collab with an interior designer. No, you can actually do you can do that with your own brand now, which is which is a great exposure for anybody. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the only reason why. Um, or not the only reason, but part of the reason why I um, collaborated is because I'm here in London and the awards is all about those who are in the north. So um, Elisa is in the north, so we work together on something up there. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it was it was quite good. Um, I'm not sure if they still have the wallpaper category. I think they've changed the categories, but you can... Yeah, I think they have, yeah. Um, as a designer, I think it's in the designer makers um you can you can enter in as a wallpaper designer so so yeah it's really important to look out for different awards and to take that time to enter them because as you say they are that it, it's a feel it's, it's a great achievement but it's also brilliant for your marketing and pr isn't it definitely because i mean you you know people um get to know you know you um especially when you're actually there as well um you get to meet great people um and also you get the um uh, achievement badge on that you can put onto your your website as a yeah. bit of marketing which is great um and it's a great topic of uh, conversation as well yeah absolutely yeah yeah i um i won it a while ago oh, right. what, yeah I've, i won it i won the northern design awards in 2012 wow um and i've been a runner-up a couple of times and um i haven't entered it for a few years now actually but um last year diane oh diane Marlin. Diane Marsland, yeah. which is just, which is great, you know, because her work is, well, she does use a lot of digital, but it's all um, hand painted and she's, she, it's not all hand painted, she does a lot of silk screen mm. Mm. Um, and painting onto old vintage silks and things yeah. like that. So it, it was, yeah, it's great that the our, our creative industry mm. can find those portals and the recognition for the hard work and the talent that goes into making these creations. Yeah, it, it just makes it all worthwhile. And then you think, oh, yeah, I've done this. I can do another one now. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And I think, you know, looking at it for, uh, from a designer perspective as well, I think, you know, one of the kind of downsides of not digital print, but digital design is mm. that if you look at the design studios, is that, you know, for the, for the buyer or the end user, the purchaser, sometimes they think it's cheaper because it was created digitally. But yeah. I don't mean the print, I mean the creation. Mm. And um, that's so unfair because there's just as much creative time and talent mm. goes into that mm. module, into that product. Yeah. Um, that, that, I, has to, that has to rebalance itself, I think. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that, on that one because I, I, I go through that all the time with, with clients. I mean, I do get clients where they, they appreciate it and they do understand and they're willing to pay. But there are those that... Um, that really they just they they basically want your design for next to nothing and the way i look at as a designer i look at our work we are artists whether you yeah. can paint or not we design and it's coming from our creative brain so we are artists and that's what they're actually buying that's what we're selling that we, we yeah. you know we are artists um we're not just off the shelf people, but 
you know, they they buy our work, they're buying us, basically. Yeah, I totally agree. At yeah. the end of the day, that's what's that's what you know, alongside the price, but that's what sells the final product. Yeah, it's the color color and the pattern. Mm, mm. Yes, it makes no sense to me at all, and hopefully we'll see some improvements there over time as people. Get, I think it's, it's also good because all of the communities are getting closer and closer together. So I think maybe as the, the other end of the, the product line gets more aware of the value of creativity, mm. that uh, everyone will have more equal pay. Yeah, yeah, there's that as well. Um, but I think yeah. as, a, as a designer, if we tried to sell ourselves as artists, then maybe it could work that way as well. And yeah. Not just say, you know, I'm not saying that we all do it, but I've done it myself where I say, oh, I'm a wallpaper designer. But then I have to think, no, I'm not. <laughs> I actually do more than that. <laughs> but yeah, so, so I sell my work as, as, as art as art rather than, you know, just wallpaper design. Yeah, because the, the wallpaper is the byproduct, really. Yeah, it? yeah, definitely. It's, it's the surface that makes it um, probably more repeatable. Mm. Um as, as a process for to give more people access to your work than buying as you say a, a piece a painted print or a, a painted um frame yeah yeah oh that's cool um we talked about this the other day didn't we on the phone when we were having a quick chat and we were talking about how you find suppliers and partners now you've you've obviously moved on from wall coverings and now exploring the textile marketplace yeah um so. when i first started the the business I did kind of tap into fabrics um, and then I had problems um, you know with printing and and then one of the companies that I used to work for they decided to they changed the rules and basically said that we have to buy in bulk and then that just threw me out basically yeah so um, I kind of stopped and just stuck to the wall space there's there's other things that I did as well and in the end I just had problems with the manufacturer and I just thought you know what the two companies that I work with doing wallpapers I get on with them and the work is fine so I just I just stuck to this to the wall space but then um last year I was approached by um, a company called Sleek Editions and um they were looking for um someone to collaborate do some work design for them as well as you know me for myself um yeah. i met them and they're really really nice guys um I, I really appreciate them and they appreciate me as well we work really well together and um we came out with a range for them um to do with uh, stripes and um dots and stripes and checks um, which will be launched quite soon. I have the book and it's brilliant. And that's digitally. Yeah, it's all created di digitally. So um, it's it's unusual. Um, but on the other side of it as well, I also use them to print my own, for my own clients, um, fabrics. So, um, you know, they're, they're, they're great guys. And the printing is, is brilliant. I love it, especially on the velvet. Um, it's, it's amazing. I mean... I just done a show at the um, surface design, um, the surface design show at the business design centre recently last week. Um, unfortunately, fortunately, they couldn't make it, so I was kind of like looking after their stand. But my work was on their stand, so you know, everyone that came up, they were like, "Oh, I love the, I love the feel of the velvet, and they love the print. The print's amazing." Um, so I'm really happy, and I've, I've actually um, had 
a couple of projects using the fabrics. Um, the very first one was last year with the Jones family kitchen in Victoria. Um, they're a brand new restaurant, bar restaurant, and um, they printed, um, the, I, I had some wallpaper done for them and they also used the pattern from the wallpaper onto the fabric. So it was printed onto the banquet seatings. And also they had about, I think, 60 chairs that they upholstered, bar stools. Oh, great. So it looks really, really nice. And um, again, that had to be um, fire rated, you know, the rub tests, all of the important things that you need. Yeah, Martindale. Exactly, yeah. all of that. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm really happy that they found me, to be honest. So <laughs> That's great. Um, I'm doing more. I mean, there's a couple of projects in the pipeline that that in, will involve the uh the fabrics even i went i had a meeting with a hotel um company yesterday and um they didn't know i did fabrics and when i brought the fabrics to them they were in all <laughs> so there's scope there for um bed heads and and other things so yeah yeah that's great it's, it's you know it's something that you know, some of us take for granted really maybe me to a certain extent because i'm so familiar with all of the bases but when you look at the penetration, really, of digital in mm. any field, um, digital print in um, in textiles really is only currently at about seven percent. Mm. So, when you when you look at that across, you know, a marketplace that's worth billions, mm. um, people, a lot of people still aren't aware of the innovation of digital and, and what they can do with it. And as you say, you know, you take great fabrics into an interior designer and suddenly they go oh and their eyes light yeah. up because they can they can be so much more creative because mm, mm. I, I i remember um when i first started with sleek editions um obviously started off doing samples love the samples and in fact i again i um worked collaborated with elisa interiors and we bought out the italian infusion collection um wall coverings and murals but now we've added fabrics and they look fantastic on the fabric um but you know when i first started with them i had to keep telling myself i do fabrics now because i've been saying to people oh yeah i i uh, design wallpapers and murals and keep forgetting the uh the fabric bit but now i remember remember <laughs> and um but yeah it's it's an added an added bonus to what i do um and there'll be more things as well along the way yeah, it's it's the uh, it's the big change in the availability of the fabrics as well because as digital unlocks, yeah, all all of the print service providers mm. have to be able to access fabric at a reasonable volume. So in the past, when you look at the contract market, you would only be able to buy in three or five five hundred meter rolls. Yeah, that's changed completely, so that either the printer or the designer yourself, for example, can find a fabric and buy a twenty five meter piece mm. for a project. Mm. Well, that, that's great, isn't it, really? Because then you have a USP against other people, so your yeah. range of fabric can be completely different to somebody else's, yeah. um, which allows everybody to be um, more competitive and more select in their area of business, really. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, that's important, you know, because as a small designer, um, it, you know, we, we, we can't afford to buy reams and reams of uh, fabrics or any digital really um so it's nice that it can we can actually do bespoke um yeah one-offs so no it's great you know do you get do you get asked for um, sustainable products much yet i do um and i 
I have to do a bit more research, I think. I, I know they're out there. Um, Everybody does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe I could pick your brains on that afterwards. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, no, yeah, definitely. It's a huge, huge project. Yeah. But, um, no, it, it's not easy to find them. No, and, uh, and I do want to do that as well because I think it's an important market. Um, and, you know, people are looking for that. Um, yeah. Well, it all, yeah, sustainability starts with the designer, really, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so trying to choose closed loop fabrics, um, mainly from the fashion side, but obviously it's going to input into fashion mm. much quicker than it will into interiors, but it's 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 here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I'll share anything that's um, coming up on my radar. And at the Vesper exhibition that I'm helping to curate mm. in... Um, in May, we'll have um, various ranges of sustainable fabrics for, for people to tie into. So I'll definitely share all those contacts with you. Yeah, I'll look into that because I'll be there. So, um, yeah, yeah. No, it's, are you speaking at FESPA? Uh, yes, I'm, um, again, I'm, because I do a lot of, a, a lot of work with um, Elisa Interiors. Um, yeah. We're going to be, um, we'll be speaking there. It'll be an interview. Um, so it'd be quite interesting. Um, on how we we actually work together, um, you know, uh, working with fabrics, that kind of thing. So, and we'll probably have some samples there as well, um, and uh, maybe some furniture. We'll, we'll, we're going we're going to be talking about that um, back next week. Actually, I'm going to Harrogate to meet up, and um, yeah, be quite. That's great. So you create some small bespoke pieces and then talk around them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's great. Yeah exciting times oh definitely um and um it, it's really strange because uh it seems like last year was um just new things have been happening with at a designs um people asking different things than usual um and i don't know what it is whether it's because uh the trade shows that i do i've been um because i mean now i mainly do the independent hotel show and I don't know whether it's because people see me there now, because I've been with them since they started. Um, people are asking me for different things, so I have to source for different things. But, yeah. you know, it's interesting. Um, so I'm looking at new ways of printing digitally as well. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's exciting times ahead, I think. Definitely. Yeah, there are some amazing new technologies. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, lots of um, new latex technologies that allow you to build in 3D, mm. kind of 3D layers, so that mm. you create a textured wallpaper yeah. using the design design file with yeah. um, Demands technology is pretty good as well. You can mm. find them there on our resource on Textintel. Yeah. But um, yeah, loads of things going on there. And also um, from the ink perspective in digital as well, huge, huge strides being made in green inks. Right. So, so like if you take um, UV technology, for example, Fujifilm, their inks are totally green and totally, uh, uh, I always pronounce this wrong, Architect certified and green, etc., etc. Yeah. So yeah, it's, um, Everybody's kind of moving toward it, not as fast as some people would like, but you know, this is this is fine technology, it can't be done overnight. Mm. But um, it's on all the leading companies' agendas, um, but from the digital side and from the fabric side. Mm. Um, so it's really interesting what's going to happen over, over the next few years. Yeah, it is as, as well, because um, cause, cause you always have to think about, you know, will it, will it last a long time as well? Um, because at the moment, what we've got, even though some of it might not be sustainable, they last a long time. So it's like, you know, trying to develop something for that. Um, yeah. 
and uh, that that's what I found with the um, with wallpapers. I remember a long time ago somebody asked me, you know, uh, is it sustainable or? But I, I at that time I didn't I didn't know anything um, about sustainable wallpaper. <laughs> Yes. Um, it's still a, a really new field. I mean, yeah. sustainability's only you know been on, but it's been on the leading companies' agenda for some time. Mm. It, as far as like public awareness and um, industry awareness, it's just only now really gain, starting to gain momentum. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Which is really important. So you know, offering green products has a USP for everybody that's that's using them because in the next year, two years, that's what people want to buy. Yeah. And that's yeah, that is important. That is important. So yeah, but if if right at the very beginning as a creative you push boundaries with that technology, that's fantastic. Yeah, Just, isn't it? Yeah. And um, if being so close to your printers, that's great too because you've got your own you've got your own R and D mm. area, haven't you? So they'll let you do a bit of research because they're going to benefit of from course. your creativity. Yeah, it's a, it's. And that's why I think, you know, if, if you just look at sustainability, as, a, as a, I wrote, wrote about this the other day, just as one word, everybody has to collaborate within a sustainable supply chain and they have to be completely transparent. Mm -hmm. So, And there are, printers, there are printers like HP, um, you know, they're always looking into that kind of thing as well. And, you know, like you say, you've got to stay close to them and keep, keep an eye on what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, at the end of the day, you deliver the products that your clients want too. So it's a win-win for everybody. Mm, mm. Okay. Well, I've taken up so much of your time this morning on our podcast. It's been a pleasure. Um, <laughs> and it's not, we were laughing about this, weren't we? It's not a podcast in pyjamas today. <laughs> no, no one can see me, so. <laughs> no one can see me either, but, Bennett, but it is Saturday morning. <laughs> so we're all much more relaxed. So. Last question, final question, um, and that would that would be, you know, where would you like to be in the next couple of years? Where would you like to take your brand to? Um, I know I've kind of thought about this before, but I've always wanted to sort of, you know, when I left university, um, I didn't know anything, and I had to do a lot of research, and you know, I didn't get anything from the tutors about where to go in business, and I had to find everything myself. So I, I, I it was great, but also very hard as well because you know you, I made loads of mistakes on the way, and I'm not even I, I might even be making some now. I don't know, but um, yeah, I made loads of mistakes on the way and wasted quite a lot of money. Um, but then I, um, you know, got to know a few people and had advice from them, this, that, and the other. So I would love to sort of. I don't know do something with that sort of give back give yeah my knowledge um but I need to find the time to do it as well because I get a lot of um I get a lot of students um emailing me or calling me and asking me you know stuff and you know about working with me and that kind of thing so um if I if I can't really um I don't have the space for somebody to work with me. So what I normally do is send out a list of um, agencies or, you know, where they can get work placement, that kind of thing. as my way of doing yeah. my bit. But I'd like to do it a bit more, I think. Um, I don't know how, <laughs> but, you know, that, that's that's my dream. That's what I'd like to do. Yeah, I totally agree with you. It's one of my passions too, which is why which is why I started Texan Tell as well and that resource really, so that we actually help people to connect and make life easier, yeah. share our knowledge. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. You know, a, a lot of the world can be closed about sharing knowledge, but I, I'm, I, don't, I don't believe in that's not my ethos at all. It, you know, modern life is about collaborating and, um, as you say, giving back to, for the mentoring that we had mm. in our early lives that not everybody is lucky, to, lucky enough to, to come across, really. Yeah, because I, I remember as well, actually, when I, uh, there, was, um, there was somebody that I approached in my younger uh, days, and um, they they just didn't want to give you anything. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I for me, I don't mind giving back, but I also don't give too much because I like them to do a bit of research as well and not have everything yeah. just handed to them on the plate. Um, That's true. Because it, it's, 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 it is fun doing the research and then, you know, they might they may find things that I didn't have as well. Um, so I do give I give them bits. And then especially when it comes to printing, uh, I don't always give who I print with. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. It depends on the person. Because sometimes, yeah. you know, you get somebody that wants everything and don't want to do anything. So I always, if I don't give everything, then I always tell them where they can go and find them. Yeah, there's a big difference between networking and collaborating yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Some people are, are just too too hard about it. Yeah. Like you say that they're, they're actually just trying to exhaust your resources rather than truly collaborate. Yeah, yeah. And I always think trade shows are the best place to start because they're all there. That's oh. <laughs> why I, I always tell them they're there. You just need to find them and do some talking. And, it, and yeah, you're right. And then it gets them to sort of um, get used to speaking to people as well in industry. Um, but yeah, that's how I found my my contacts as well as Googling. I found most of them at trade shows. Yeah, you're right, and you meet so so such interesting people yeah. at trade shows, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Con contacts that you'll have for years. Definitely that. Yeah, I was talking to um, Hitoshi Yuji. Um, I was really lucky last year. I got to go to um, Philadelphia to see Ooh. the Thomas Jefferson oh. digital print wow. facility, which is just incredible. It's all all about training the next generation. They've got every technology honestly i could have stayed there for days and played but um i i asked my one of my first questions to yatoshi was um how, how did you get how did you pull this together and that was his answer his answer was i traveled the world going to all the trade shows all Brilliant. the technology trade shows mm. and just asking people to help mm -hmm. and um took him a couple of years but he did it yeah i mean and, and people aren't always you know people are always willing to help Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, and what he and what he's built there is is you know kind of aligns with your thinking too. He's built a resource that trains the next generation and gives gives the kids a chance, oh. gives them access to the machinery and also the consumables that they need. Yeah, yeah. So you know, like at the beginning of your journey, it was difficult for you to to you'd ha you had to learn about the technology and then learn about what you print on. You know, going mm. back years. Mm. Um, but if you can do that as part of your degree, which, to be honest, that information should be available yeah. when you do a course, a course like that. It's, yeah, it's crazy mm. that you that you te you tell somebody that in education you tell somebody about something, but you don't deliver. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. It makes no sense to me that that at all. But I think as a community, you know, people like myself and yourself also doing the odd lecture etc within universities helps doesn't it it really does although i haven't done the lecture yet <laughs> but it's something that i i um people keep saying to me i should do it so yeah again with that i would i have to find the time but yeah it's i'm not ruling it out because it's something that i could do 
easy. Yeah, if you put, yeah, if you put, I think um, if you're passionate about something, yeah. we can all make time. We can all make time. Can't yeah, we? I'll tell you what I yeah. do when I was at uni. Um, I remember, um, you know, some of the kids didn't know anything much about Photoshop, and at that stage, I knew uh, quite a bit, and um, I taught them <laughs> the basic. Oh, you know, because I, you needed that to as part of your degree. So, um, you know, when the teachers weren't there, I taught them the basics, um, which, you know, I really enjoyed doing kind of thing. Oh, that's great. It's, it's brilliant. And it changes everybody's journey, doesn't it? Mm, definitely. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Oh, Annette, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. It's been good. No, it's great. And what I'll do, I'll make sure that um, if, if you have um, a list of the next shows that you're going to be at, um, or any speaking gigs or anything like that you're doing, share them with me and I'll make sure they go. those go into the podcast notes. Oh, well, definitely, um, yeah. Yeah, along with your website where everyone can find your expert services. Thank you, yes. And an inspirational design collection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That's great, Annette, and I look forward to bumping into you again soon. Okay, thanks very much. It's been great. Oh, th thanks so much for your time. Take care. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.